Welcome back to the Executive Burnout Podcast, Waiting for the Miracle. I'm Burnout Executive Angela Willows. We dive back into the question of recovery therapy. Now, in my previous episodes, I've been covering off some of the, let's say, non-traditional therapies that I took during my recovery. And I don't want you to have the impression that doing art and getting a massage is the road paved to well-being. Let's talk about medical care. It is now time for you to go see your doctor. If you recall from one of the first podcasts, there are five pillars of recovery. Medical care, psychiatry, prescriptions, the support of your friends and family, and self-care. Medical care is absolutely critical for your health and recovery. And I received really two kinds of medical care. First off, I want to explain the medical care that I received in the hospital, and then the kind of care that I receive as an outpatient. And remember, this is the point of view of a patient, not a doctor. Burnout is a serious medical condition that requires treatment from a doctor. It isn't a situation where you just need a vacation or a timeout. What you need is treatment. You're sick. And when you're sick, you seek medical attention. Plain and simple. Too much stress makes you sick. Now, let's go back to the full disclaimer here. I'm not a doctor or a nurse or even remotely qualified medically. I'm a patient just like you. And I want to share with you the things that I went through as a patient and what did or did not work for me. You need to talk to your own qualified medical professional who is trained to treat burnout and depression for you. And you also need to consult someone who understands your overall health and medical situation. And that's totally unique to you. And here's what I will tell you. The person most likely to be helpful in your medical recovery is you. You are your most important advocate. You can stitch together all the pieces of your situation and your doctor is the one who can bring context to them. Your doctor is fully trained and has experience treating patients and they will understand how burnout and chronic stress affects your health. Do your best to find out how burnout is treated and then you should talk to your medical professional about what options would be good for you. I've said this before, and I will say it again. Your doctor cares about you and wants you to be well. So like, I don't know what it's like to be a doctor, but I imagine the day they give a long-suffering, unwell patient a clean bill of health, that must be so gratifying. I can well imagine my doctor saying to me right now, you are one of the most unwell patients I've ever treated. Seeing you well is so amazing. This is why I do this job. And so if you look at your doctor and and see that that is their spirit, that's their intention with you, I think that you can be really open to what they have to say. Now, I went to my doctor one time and I said to him, I'm about to say the five words that no doctor ever wants to hear a patient say. I've done my research online. He laughed at me, of course, but most of us are actually using Dr. Google to figure out what's wrong with us, and we're using Dr. Google more than we should. The internet is full of garbage, and I'm guilty of this myself. I have believed some total nonsense that I read on the internet. And listen, I think we all have. So please don't rely on Dr. Google. For that matter, don't rely on me. Yes, go ahead and look online for how burnout is treated. But what you need to do is talk to someone with training and experience in burnout, and their view should be the one you trust. Be open 
to what this well-trained, experienced, caring professional is saying to you. Your doctor may say things that are different than you expect. And try to be open to them about what they're concerned about. Be honest with them about where you are at. And give them as much information about your situation as you can. First off, I want to say that burnout is not always classified the way we expect. It's not technically a medical um, condition that's actually recognized in some countries as specifically, you don't get classified as your, your diagnosis as burnout. So where I was living, it was officially classified as depression from a medical perspective. And that was really surprising to me. There are many similarities between the two. And I don't know why they they don't recognize burnout, but maybe it's more a case of burnout not being fully understood, but just simply requiring a treatment protocol. The important thing is that although my medical reports called it depression, it was treated as burnout by the professionals I was working with. That is what matters. Treatment must match your situation. We must think of chronic uncontrolled stress as a total body illness and not as a mental health question. You're not sick from the neck up. You are sick from head to toe. So here's what stress does to our bodies. Now, adrenaline triggers the fight, flight, or freeze response. And this happens when you are afraid. It affects everything in your body. Pupils dilate, heart and breathing speed up, muscles tense, digestion slows, and even your reproductive system goes on hold. Your body is prioritizing the resources required for survival. And if you're chronically stressed, those systems go under duress and can be damaged. Our bodies are designed for stresses that peak and fade. You actually aren't meant to be fearful all the time. My therapist in the hospital described for me what happens to chronically stressed out people. So they stop cycling in and out of the stress response. And it's expensive for your body to turn it on and off so frequently. So if you are in a situation where you're fearful a lot, your body keeps the stress hormones at a high level and doesn't bring it down. And then what it does is it prioritizes the fear response full time. And that's when you are not at work. You sometimes still feel stressed and cannot sleep. High levels of hormone activation for fear is really hard on your bodily systems. Other parts of your bodies will become unwell. Sometimes you need a doctor to find these connections. Your body is not a collection of different systems. You need to think of your body as a complete single system with multiple functions that are all connected. Now, this is purely an anecdotal story, but a colleague of mine had a fertility issue um, and it was clearly linked to her being stressed out. When the stress finally dropped to a more manageable level, she got pregnant. And that doesn't surprise me in retrospect. If you're chronically stressed over years and years, life-threatening medical conditions can develop from the stress. And what that means is that patients in burnout frequently have other health problems that need treatment during the burnout. So you need a doctor for both the burnout and to monitor the other things that are going wrong in your health as a result. As you recover from burnout, those other health conditions will likely change as well. And that may mean that the treatment of those conditions will need to change. 
My very first visit during the burnout was to my family doctor, my primary care physician. And frankly, he saw it for what it was very clearly. And in retrospect, his reaction was frustration over how work was harming me. This is because he cared for me as a patient. He gave me a medical leave certificate, medication that he could prescribe, and referrals to others who specialize in treating burnout. He also did the usual health checks that um, to ensure that I was what I was dealing with, um, you know, as a result of the other chronic stress wasn't affecting my health. My family doctor doctor followed me through everything from start to finish, and it's important that you give your doctor an end to end view of your entire healthcare situation so that they can act in your best interests. Now, fortunately, I was dealing with no other health issues that required treatment. But he was limited in what he could prescribe to me for antidepressant medication. In the country where I was living, only psychiatrists can prescribe that classification of medication. And your doctor can tell you which medical professional is appropriate for your treatment and the range of treatments that they are each individually responsible for. When I was admitted to the hospital, there was another round of medical assessments done. And all of the treatment um, from medical care to therapy was taken over temporarily by the hospital. At discharge, my care was transferred back to my primary care doctor, the local psychiatrist I was working with, and the psychologist. And it's very important to transfer all of your medical records between your care providers so that you will continue to receive the right care and treatment. The hospital did take 100% care of my health. Health and well-being are absolutely intertwined, so I imagine that taking an integrated approach is probably the most successful model for patients. As an inpatient, a separate comprehensive medical review was done upon my arrival to the hospital. Yet I'm not a doctor, so I cannot say for sure exactly what they were looking for. They took blood, they weighed me, they tested my reflexes, and they asked me about my medical health history. They did a lot of blood pressure testing through the time I was there. That was a weekly exercise. They did weigh me more than once during my stay. I was losing weight, and so I believe that they were checking to see that the dosages of my medications were right for my body size. The hospital took over the dispensing of all medications, irrespective of what condition they were linked to, and that includes supplements. Even though supplements are not technically classified as prescriptions, they do have an impact on our health, and so I think they needed to make sure they understood exactly what I was consuming. On Wednesday, we were given enough medication to last us for a week, and it just makes sense that they know everything we are taking and fully understand how those medications might interact together. And remember, you're a whole person with a single integrated system. Now, burnout is usually treated with antidepressants, But one patient in our group elected to not take antidepressants and treat the symptoms of depression more naturalistically. And that's absolutely right for some individuals. The hospital provided treatment which respected those wishes and gave information about how burnout can be treated without prescriptions. That's a decision, though, you need to make with the care of a doctor and get support for that decision. It's simply not enough to say, I'm not taking drugs. You need to be replacing prescription drugs with something else and be monitored by a qualified person when you are unwell. Listen, it's a bit like actually having, let's say, high blood pressure um, and the doctor saying, you should take this, this medication and you're going, no, I've elected not to, but you can't just walk away. You still remain at risk. 
At the end of the hospital stay, they provided the results for all of the initial testing they did and the progress of my treatment. The hospital also gave me a prognosis for recovery outside the probe. They expected that I would recover from burnout. Isn't that nice to know? I thought it was a hopeless case. Now, when I arrived at the hospital, the blood they took to assess my health showed some things. It showed that I was slightly deficient in vitamin K. So one of the treatments that I was given was a weekly shot of vitamin K. I have to say those are super painful. Now, vitamin K is associated with depression, so it's natural that they they did look for that. But my deficiency was considered borderline. So I should not have, it shouldn't have been a major contributing factor to what was going on. But they are looking for those things that they are strongly correlated between your health, um, your diet, and basically depression. The most visible thing that the hospital was monitoring was our blood pressure. They took a daily reading for a few days, and then after that first week, it was just weekly. I've mentioned this before, but my blood pressure was high as a result of the stress in my job. Through all of my adult years, my blood pressure was almost always the same number at a healthy level, 120 over 80. Um, And it was usually within one or two points of that. It almost never varied. Um, Before I was in the hospital, it was consistently in the 145 range. um, And I think the bottom number was 90, but I can't remember, which is, I think technically that's considered borderline. But for me, that was really, really far out. By the time I left the hospital, it was extremely low. I think I had a reading one day of 106 over 62, which that isn't good either. But that just goes to show how in a six-week period, I was able to get my blood pressure completely under control by being in medical care. Now, look, I want to remind you again that stress has a huge effect on cardiovascular health. Stressed out people are at risk for heart attacks and strokes. Stress will absolutely damage your cardiovascular health. The stress response affects the heart directly. Your heart races when you're stressed to get the blood to your extremities so that you can run fast. Well, if you never leave that state of being, it puts a lot of pressure on your cardiovascular health. We aren't meant to be in that state all the time. Even healthy people who, let's say, don't have lifestyle contributing factors are at risk for heart damage from stress. At one point, I was realizing that I put myself on the path to a heart attack. And I can tell you that was really sobering. During my hospital stay, I saw a doctor weekly after the initial check-in assessment. And my medication was assessed and adjusted weekly. I have to say, when I left the hospital, I felt the healthiest that I have ever been in my life. Look, the first thing is to recognize that your health is integrated and stress will cause you other health problems. Your primary care physician is the best place to start. Be honest with them and ask for their help to get the medication, referrals, and assistance that you need to get treatment for burnout. Go back to them regularly and keep them informed on what's happening. Their job is to draw connections for your health. Let them do their job. They care about you and want you to be well. It's a hard job. So forget about Dr. Google and sit down in front of that very well-qualified and experienced doctor, and they are going to help you. I also suggest that you actually do home monitoring of your blood pressure regularly. 
just have to say one reading is not a pattern. Look for consistency and then share that information with your doctor. Make yourself a little chart that shows what your blood pressure is. Um, do it twice a day, morning and night. And um, and then you can share that information and show the pattern of where your blood pressure is. It's kind of just a little litmus test that tells your doctor whether or not you're under stress and how that's affecting your heart. And the other thing I would say is your body needs rest. Um, a vacation won't do it. What I would say is take as much time as you can while you're getting treatment for the beautiful art of doing nothing. Right now, you might be waiting for a miracle. And I just want to remind you that you are the miracle.